Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Hello, and welcome to Get Off the Mic, a podcast where, like the NHL entry draft, our title's yet to be determined. I'm your host, Mac, and with me is my co-host, newly minted Mr. Keith, a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Joining us is a guy who doesn't even have a conversation to get in, my much maligned former co-host, Paul. And finally, a guy who will probably have to wait longer than McGilney has had to, Aaron. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Not responding after the McGilney chirp. I mean, I said Paul wouldn't even get in. Yeah, Aaron, you want to like just branch off and we'll have our own podcast? Yes, sir. I am completely down. I actually think we would make like a good soap opera. You know, like with the the changing of the co-hosts and the <laughs> inevitable mutiny that's going to happen against me. But like one of the cheesiest soap operas. Not a good one, like a really bad one. Oh, that goes without saying we wouldn't be good. <laughs> Today right. is June 27th, um, and we got obviously a lot on the docket today, as I've hinted to. The NHL lottery draft was last night, and probably, or arguably, the most anticipated lottery draft since... Connor McDavid, and before that, Crosby. We also got news of who got into the Hockey Hall of Fame, and maybe more importantly, who didn't. And finally, I think we'll be bringing back um, what was a fan favorite segment from our two fans, the uh, the uh, 20 questions for trivia. Just so we're clear, those two fans are just Mac's parents. They are very supportive. I love it. So them. thank you, thank you, Mac's parents. We appreciate you. That's a good answer. <sighs> That's a good shout out. I wonder if they're going to make the, the soap opera. <laughs> now let's Where's get into it, it. It's the throwback <laughs> from where it all originated. Yeah. <laughs> That's my origin story. <laughs> We're going all Marvel up in this. Oh, no. All right. So, yeah, the NHL had their lottery draft last night. And as most people watched, they had no idea what the heck was going on. In a normal lottery draft, the teams eliminated from the playoffs uh, have their logos shown and what pick they're going to get based on whatever the ping pong balls say but last night since there were only seven teams confirmed to not be playing this summer uh they only had seven cards but bill daly the showman himself let us in on a little secret that he had eight cards my god he's such a he's such a rascal that guy with that we knew that one of the top three picks would be um one of the undetermined teams and (laughs) Unbelievably, it was actually the number one pick. So the final order was, we don't know yet, Los Angeles, Ottawa, Detroit, Ottawa, so on and so forth. I'm pretty sure Ducks, Buffalo. Is that right? I think so, yeah. (laughs) I've never laughed harder that we don't know yet. Yeah, so let's let's get first reactions to what has to be. I, I mean, it doesn't even have to be. We had a pandemic this year. Um, but what is another chapter in a crazy NHL season? I'll leave Keith for the end because uh, he's obviously got a bit more stake in this. Aaron, <laughs> how did you like the the fireworks last night? Honestly, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, it's the lead up to just get us more anticipated for the playoffs. They did it to try and keep somebody captive, keep the hockey fans captivated. But it's like, all right, now this is just getting to be a joke. Like, we can't really plan. The draft can't be planned. Like the playoffs are just going to be a surefire where some teams might even tank. Who knows? And it's like, 
I saw the funniest post yesterday on from TSN where it was like Lafreniere could even go to Pittsburgh or Edmonton if this all if this all goes in a certain direction. That's crazy. I'm I, I'm just laughing honestly. It's it's like you have. I'm sorry, Keith, to say this. You have two Ottawa picks, two top three, Detroit, and they all. And it's like no, we're just gonna make it the most captivating way, but stupidest way at the same time. We're gonna have a play-in team get the first overall pick. Well said. And Paul? I'm going to give a little bit of backstory just for those who may not know. So the undetermined team will be one of the teams that get eliminated in the qualifying round. And all eight teams will have a 12.5% chance to get this pick. So like Aaron said, you might have teams who are like, you know what? If I'm Montreal, I'm I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to beat Pittsburgh in the first place. We're not supposed to be here. Carey Price already says he might not want to play. I'm tanking for sure. but. I feel for Ottawa fans. I don't really care about Detroit fans, to be honest. No offense, guys. You had a really good run. You still have a fourth pick. It sucks, yeah. But I feel for Ottawa fans. That sucks. But you still have three and five, which is going to be still really good players. Well, you underestimate the powers of Keith Kincaid. Where is he playing again? Speaking of, uh, he's in Montreal. Oh, (laughs) Keith, not Kincaid. How is our resident Sens fan feeling? See, while I was watching it, it was always in the back of my mind that, like, the odds aren't in favor of Ottawa getting the number one pick. Yeah, they have the best odds, but overall, it's not a majority still. So I wanted to keep myself uh, grounded in reality. And as I was watching it, and the fifth comes up, and I was like, okay, there's still the top one there. We can still get it. As soon as it got flipped as the third pick, I, it just made sense. It was like, yeah, this is, this is what we get. This is what we, yeah, okay, sure. I was just at a loss for words. Disappointed, but not surprised, though, is the overall feeling. And what about this morning? You, you know, you had a had a yeah. t- had a bit to sleep on it, and you're just the fifth team since what 1998 to have two top five picks in the same draft. Exactly. It's like you're upset that you don't get one, but you have two top five picks in what's supposed to be a, dre- a deep draft. So I'm not upset with it, but it just could have been so much better. Agreed. Now, I, I, for one, since the beginning, was always on the side of Team Undetermined. Um, I made that very clear. Specifically, I was rooting for Team A. I didn't really want Team B to win for specifically the memes. It ended up actually being Team E, who, correct me if I'm wrong, because I actually think I, I am, but I'm pretty sure that would have been Vancouver in a normal draft. I that think someone been, said so, last night that would have been Winnipeg. Uh, I, was, I didn't think Winnipeg was that low. I think that was what the twelfth seed they said. Twelfth was, was Vancouver, but I thought it was D. So either way, it, it's one of them. It's one of them. Yeah, they, Vancouver, Winnipeg would have got jumped up from the twelfth or thirteenth spot, and that uh, that would have been quite the show. But <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah, the NHL is a bit of a joke. Um, <laughs> a bit. How it's not going to you know a team that needs it maybe a little more. I'm for one excited that Chicago got the number one overall pick, but (laughs) in all seriousness, I think there is a bit of merit to it going to a team that isn't tanking. Now I will preface the rest of this by saying, I don't think Ottawa tanked. I actually really appreciated what Ottawa did this year. This isn't just to snuggle snuggle up to my new co-host, but I genuinely believe that Ottawa reminded me of like that, that Leafs team that picked up Matthews where that year they lost every game by about one goal, but they were really competitive and they obviously were bursting with talent. 
Ottawa gives the same kind of feeling, and I really think they should have des- deserved it over Detroit, who just is a, a, a sorry state of an NHL team. But Sorry, I want to ask a question. You don't think yeah. more Sider is a great pick from last year? Well, I mean, he's certainly a better pick than when I thought he was originally, but um, that's a, he's not on their NHL team, so he's exempt from that, what I, whatever I called them, so that sorry state. Yeah, so they buried all their prospects, yeah. Yeah. So, no, it'll definitely be interesting, and I am happy that we get to have this second draft. I mean, we were all confused enough about it that might as well have, a, have it go on. Um, but let's, let's turn our focus back to Ottawa. Keith, in his uh, ever-optimistic state, sent our group chat uh, an interesting document yesterday that outlines the third and fifth picks, which are the ones that Ottawa has this year, of the past 10 drafts. And yeah. the, the names included are, are pretty great. I will say that, I mean, for starters, 2019-2018 with Doc and Turcott and then Kakaniemi and Hayton, respectively, it's a little too early to tell. Um, but beyond that, most years it has one basically bonafide all-star and one uh, questionable person, except for Miro Heiskin and Elias Pettersson, which is, Ugh. you know, the foundation Disgusting. of a franchise. Holy but like some of the highlights, you got Pierre-Luc Dubois, Noah Hannafin, Leon Dreisaitl, like that's crazy. Morgan Riley, Jonathan Huberto. Like there's some great names available at three and five. And of the and actually one of the weaker um, of the pairs is from arguably the deepest draft of this this uh, century, the 2015 draft. And 2020 is apparently supposed to be right up there with 2015, 2005, and 2003 as some of the best drafts. So. You know, there's a lot of room for optimism. So, Keith, who would you like to see the Sens take at three and five, assuming that all goes according to plan and Lafreniere and Byfield are taking one, too? I think the thing that the Sens need most, first and foremost, is a center. So I don't think there's going to be much debate for them going with Stutzler, however you say his name, at three. He seems to be consensus as part of the big three in this draft. So I think that's the direction they're going to go. And with five, I can see them either going with Jamie Drysdale or Rossi there, depending on who gets taken at four by Detroit. And just the thought of Drysdale with Shabbat and Rossi with the Chuck, either one of those is just such a great scenario for the Sens moving forward. Yeah, and I think that kind of uh, hammers home that point where getting first pick would have been, you know, over the moon and well-deserved, but at the very least, three and five is an excellent consolation. And what about our draft guru, Aaron? Where where are your (laughs) sources telling us uh, Um, that Ottawa would pick? I mean, yeah, I agree. It's hard to pass up on Stutzel. I honestly don't think... I have a weird feeling, though, that Los Angeles is going to just take Stutzel at two. I don't know why... I feel like they just want an NHL-ready center for their depleted roster, but they're not going to have some no-name guy playing on the third, fourth line. Like They're going to want somebody impactful right away, and with his experience, I think Stutzel is more NHL-ready than Byfield. But if we're assuming 1-2 is Lafreniere-Byfield, I'm going Stutzel at 3, and then you guys know how, I've been, how high I've been on Drysdale, and I think that's exactly the big... That would round out Ottawa's defense top three. Imagine Shabbat, Drysdale and uh, Brandstrom for the future. That, that's yeah, that's gross. That's gross. Even I can honestly see them even taking Drysdale at three. I know that's really a huge stretch. I guess I, I could see it though. 
because besides him, there's only Sanderson, and it's just like a huge skill gap. But then at five, at five, you're still getting one of Rossi, uh, uh, Stutzel if he falls to five somehow. Um, could have Perfetti even Perfetti even slide in there. Like you have more options for forwards at five and even a center versus defense. And it's like, how do you pass up on this guy who could round a right-handed defenseman, mobile, two two way, but like can round out your top three like that? Paul, I don't know. I agree with Aaron. I. I can see why a team might pick Drysdale a little higher than maybe he would go. And we're talking like from projected four to three. So it's not that big of a deal. A lot of people are saying, how could you pass up on Stussel? Aaron nailed it. Like Drysdale looks like he's going to be an elite defenseman. And why not take the best defenseman in the draft one spot ahead of where he's supposed to, and then bank on your fifth pick being a still pretty unreal forward to help out your uh, your top six there. I feel like that might be the way to go. Yeah. The only way I see that changing, and again, this is my opinion, is if Stutzel goes two and then Byfield's there at three. Because Ottawa can afford to wait another year because they said yeah. they weren't competing until, what, 2022? You mean they're so, five years of unprecedented success? Yeah. Please stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so if like I could see if Byfield, sorry, if Byfield drops the three, like again, Ottawa doesn't pass up on that because that fits the mold for exactly what they want. They can wait, they develop them, and he might become that guy then. Or they take, or they can maybe somehow trade up to, with Detroit. I don't know and get Drysdale there too. They have like an insane amount of assets, so I wouldn't even put it past them. Like, but I could see them either doing the combo of Drysdale. Stutzel, Drysdale, uh, Byfield, or they could even just go all out on forwards if Drysdale's taking it four and go by, or sorry, uh, Stutzel and Rossi or Perfetti and just load up on centers. I think those are good ideas. Um, I'm not, I'm not as high on Drysdale. Like he, I think he is going to be a top pairing defenseman as well. But just the forwards are so good in this draft, and I think it would just be so cool if you got someone like Stutzla, who's obviously he's well known to be extremely good or Rossi who I think I might be higher on than a lot of people I think he's an incredible all-around player and maybe the best all-around player in the draft like including defensive game the fact that he's a face-off monster Um, but then even maybe pairing that with you know some of these uh, wingers that are available like Lucas Raymond who's projected to be just one of the best playmakers in the draft behind you know some like Lafreniere who can kind of do it all Um, wasn't he ranked two coming into the season though yes he was and he oh I think he was three because I'm pretty sure Byfield still held two but it was a tedious hold um and frankly he didn't have the greatest year over in uh the Swedish Junior League but But, he was still playing against men um but that kind of leads me to the second person who I think they could take who I think if you take like either Stutzla or Rossi alongside Kachuk and then on the other side you got Holtz oh, and Holtz I probably I was listening to uh Scott Wheeler who's a draft guy at the athletic and he thinks Stut- or Holtz is the best finisher in the draft so alongside the the bruising probably 35 goal Kachuk and the all-around R- Rossi or Stutzla oh you could have that's like the new Bergeron line I think uh, that would be a little bit of a stretch though because then you're banking a lot on one line not even that. Yeah, it's just, he's projected like to be like I think Bob McKenzie's final projection had him going ninth or eighth or something. Really, Rossi? 
No, um, Colts. Yeah. Mm. Well, it, it, even, who's his line mate? Uh, is it Raymond or is it Stutzel? They, internationally, what? it's it's Raymond. Yeah. So they're saying they're they're polar opposites. That's why they worked so well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holtz is like pure finisher. He's got one of the best shots in the draft. They said. Um, and then Raymond's the all around player. He's a great playmaker. Uh, but I think yeah, he's apparently dropped to like eight nine. And they're saying, I've seen a bunch of tweets um, saying if the Leafs do lose the qualifying round and they end up picking not even first, like nine or 10, they still get to keep their picks as top 10 protected. They're saying there's a chance that maybe he slips to them. That's complete optimism. We're not really talking about the Leafs, but I thought I would just throw that out there. Sorry, I just want to jump in. Like, I just looked up NHL.com final draft prospect rankings. We've been wrong. It was Laffey one, Byfield two, Drysdale ranked at three. And then at four was Jake Sanderson. No, yeah, that's, that's I don't, just I don't really that's, high. I mean, yeah. do we really ever trust the NHL <laughs> rankings? No, no, no. No, I was looking at Bob McKenzie's. I trust that man with my life. <laughs> Either way, the draft will probably start at three with Ottawa. So uh, we'll, there'll be someone to look for on the, I was going to say the draft floor, but I guess the virtual draft floor when it comes around to it. Oh, don't listen to me. Those North American skaters. Uh, Aaron, That's why. Just wow. coming in clutch. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame also announced uh, who got inducted this year. Uh, to no surprise, my favorite player ever, Jerome McGinley. He was a surefire guy, 600 goals, 1,300 points. Just the epitome of class act. And probably, I would argue, maybe the last true elite power forward in the NHL. Yeah, I was going to say. That's in respect um, to Elon Lucic. <laughs> I reiterate the last true elite. What was that? I was trying to scream, but it didn't come out properly. Sorry. Oh my god, that sounded like a pterodactyl. Um, <laughs> along Maginla was uh, first ballot Hall of Famer uh, Marion Hosa, um, and joining those two, at least in the men's players column, uh, was Doug Wilson and Kevin Lowe, both defensemen, both very different defensemen, actually. So. Um, I don't think we need to talk about Iginla. Uh I think I've raved enough about him on this uh, on this podcast for us for everyone to know that we think Iginla is just the best. Um, so he he was a no doubter. Marion Hosa, guys. If but before he gets announced as a Hall of Famer, like before Thursday's announcement, did you guys think that Hosa was going to be a Hall of Famer? Not this year. Yeah, I figured he would be eventually, but not first ballot. Well, I, I think agree. first. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, 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 no. You go. Yeah, I agree. First ballot seems like a bit of a stretch, but he does have the numbers to fit in with the rest of the Hall of Fame crew. He does, and it puts an interesting, I'm going to say, lens on our topic last week when we talked about you know Kessel and Luongo and Bomeister and all them potentially getting in, where he doesn't have a single award to. Uh, sorry, individual award. As Aaron continued to. Ream me for that last week. He doesn't have a single individual award, but he does have uh, three Stanley Cups, all with the Blackhawks. And, like, I mean, he's touted as one of the best two-way players in the game. He was certainly very good defensively, but one of the best is, I think, maybe a little overrated. A little bit, yeah. But, I mean, he was definitely a Hall of Famer. First ballot seems surprising, and in part surprising because some other players didn't get in. Bef- so, like before we get to that, yeah, just for like a little perspective, I sent this to Mac earlier this week. 
his stats in Chicago were bananas. He had 186 goals, 415 points in 452 games with the Blackhawks. That's crazy. And that's towards the tail end of his career, He was that good. Exactly. Sorry, I thought I'd throw that out there before we move on. No, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, no, Marion Hosa, he's a good good player to have in the Hockey Hall of Fame for sure. I agree with Doug Wilson as well. Kevin Lowe. I don't agree with that. Well, he's, I'm pretty sure he's one of five players in NHL history to have six Stanley Cups and have none of them be with the Canadians, which is kind of funny. But he beat out some pretty big names. We'll start with my personal grudge with the committee. How Alexander McGillney is not a Hall of Famer is just frankly mystifying to me. I mean, the guy has more, or he has a better goals per game average than Aginla and Hosa. He's got over 1,000 points, although less than 1,000 games. But maybe most importantly, he was the first Soviet Russian to defect from, well, the Soviet Union to play in the NHL. He paved the way for people like Fedorov and other people that I'm currently uh, blanking on. But he was the very first. And then, I mean, other things, like he was the first Russian to be captain of an NHL team. Uh, He had a 76-goal season. That's nuts. So... yeah, and if you're you want to know more about uh, McGillney being the first to come over, TSN has like a little twenty minute doc on YouTube about it called the Defector, the yeah. Alexander McGillney story. I highly recommend you watch it because it's insane. I was gonna re- I was gonna say the exact same thing. Yeah, it's, it's really a great good. video. And like it's it's curious because last year we saw Ned Amansky get in, who most people don't know who he is, but he's he, I'm pretty sure he was the first Czech player to defect from that kind of, you know, Soviet era, um, Warsaw Pact. Um, and he made most of his uh, hockey career overseas, or he conducted most of it overseas over in, in the Czechoslovakia, but he obviously came over to the NHL, and that was part of his, you know, bid to get in. And But yet Alex McGillney still remains out. And I guess this was just a muse for me to voice that Alexander McGillney needs to be in the Hall of Fame. No questions. Yes. What is this now? Like year nine of his eligibility? Something, something silly like on? that. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Someone who's on year four, though, Daniel Alfredson. Another guy with a limited awards resume. Uh, he has an Olympic gold, a Calder trophy. Um, unfortunately, no Stanley Cup or other individual awards beyond that. But he is well over 1,000 points and 1,000 games. Obviously, captained Ottawa to a Stanley Cup final. You know, the guy, and he, he was just a class act all the way through. Um, and we have the privilege of having our, our Sens fan here. So, Keith, what are your thoughts on Alfie not yet getting in after four tries? I'm honestly not surprised. I didn't think he'd be for, or I didn't think he'd be first ballot for sure. And I didn't think he would get in this year given the company. But, the thing that I think is holding him back the most is a lack of a cup. Like you see how much they stress hosts three cups and Kevin Lowe's six cups. If I think Alfie has even one, he's in already. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something I, I have a bone to pick too is why the hockey hall of fame didn't induct two women in the female category. That's a max. You, it's a maximum you can do. And it's not like there's not plenty of candidates. Like there's Jennifer Jennifer Botterill, Caroline Willette, Natalie Darwitz. I, I just don't I just don't swear word understand what's the point. It seems like they're going for 
let's try and get as many men in as possible, but let's be picky on which women. And I don't know. I, I would almost prefer it the opposite because there is so many, like Jennifer Botterill deserves to be in the Hall of Fame over Kevin Lowe with all respect to Kevin Lowe. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't know. It's just, they always, I, fr- I think it's been 10 years since they didn't use the four player maximum to induct the men, but most years they don't induct their maximum of two women. And there's a lot, there's a lot of worthy women out there that have, you know, played their part in advancing the woman's game. And it, it, man, I, I just, it's on that same tier of annoyance and anger as McGilney not being in. But let's look to next year. The Sedines are eligible. Does anyone have any objections to them getting in? First ballot. Uh, I would say no objections to them getting in. First ballot, maybe. Exactly. My thing with them is the same thing that's holding Alfie back. Like They just don't have the cup either. They don't. They were within that one game. Yeah. But- Alfie was within three. I mean, that's totally splitting hairs. But uh, Henrik does have... Um, a heart and a scoring title. Daniel has a Lester B. Pearson, which is now the Ted Lindsay. So the, you know, the best player in the league and a scoring title. Um, they do have at least the individual hardware to um, merit getting in. But so I, I didn't think there would be too much pushback. I think next year is a bit of a weaker class anyway, because you have some holdovers like McGillney and Alfie and Brindamore and all them. But you do have a newcomer who I think is very interesting. Henrik Zetterberg, guys, he never won an individual award. He's but got one, I think one cup. Is that it? Yeah. So. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. So I, I, I heard other people talking about it, and I'm like, it's, it's not a question. But like, in, put this in perspective, Zetterberg doesn't have 350 goals. Yeah, that would not really be, a sold. That, that, would, that would be fine, but he doesn't, he doesn't have 1,000 points either. He's barely got over a thousand games. That's just due to injuries, though. That's not really. Yes, but longevity, as we discussed last week, is is something that they absolutely consider. Yeah, he won a King Clancy. That's his only hardware. He's limited in his heart ballots. He's never been a heart finalist or really a finalist for anything, um, except for a Calder way back when. Uh, he had ninety two points one year, and that was his highest by. Uh, 12. He obviously did not average a point per game. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a curious case because he was often touted as one of the best players in the league, but he has unfortunately little to show for it. And again, not, not meaning to take a huge poo on Zetterberg or anything, but it's definitely an interesting, interesting call here. To me, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, but not first ballot. Like when I think about Zetterberg's time in the league, he defined some of those Detroit teams that were just absolutely dominant in the early 2000s. So I think he's going to get in, but maybe not on his first go around. Yeah. When I think of Zetterberg, to me, he's the perfect captain. You know what I mean? Like great leader, uh, always puts the team above everything else. But as an individual player goes, he wasn't, uh, I don't want to say he wasn't elite, but like you said, the point production wasn't there, but Leadership-wise, he was probably one of the best. But I don't know if leadership qualities get you into a Hall of Fame. So maybe eventually, but definitely not first ballot. I I have a hunch that he's going to get in first ballot, but that I I think I'd rather both 
McGilney and Alfie probably getting in before him. I think they I have so, yeah. better resumes than, than Zetterberg, but I, um, but because of, you know, one thing or another, I don't, I don't frankly know, but he's, he was always, he was kind of regarded as one of the top players of the generation. Not and not to say he wasn't, but no, I didn't want to take anything away from him, but no, yeah, but there, there just isn't I know you're saying. as much substance to the resume yeah. as I frankly originally thought there was. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he was in the playoffs for that first Stanley Cup because his rookie year was that uh, 2002 Cup with Detroit, and I don't know if he played in the playoffs. He very well might have. He played 79 games, so he probably did. So he's got two Cups and an Olympic gold. Is that going to be enough for a guy with under 350 goals and 1,000 points and no personal hardware? I I really don't know. But if it is, then send Alfie in there, and even if it isn't, send McGilney in there. (laughs) Crying out loud. And the final guy I think I'd like to talk about that's up next year, and this is, I don't know, I just find this so interesting, is Rick Nash. Yeah, these are all weird ones. Yeah, I forgot about Rick Nash. Like, it's starting to come to the time where people that we watched growing up, well, I mean, it's, it's already a bit past that time, but like, they're starting to have their yeah. conversations to get in. And Rick Nash is just he, so curious. He was he's so dominant at the start of his career. Like, remember the... He was. It was him, Iggy, and Joe Sackick. I'm pretty sure that willed the forward core uh, at the 2002 Salt Lake Games yeah. um, to end the 50-year gold medal drought. He won a rocket, uh, or he tied with Aginla actually. The following year, he was the heart and soul of Columbus. And frankly, I think his stats would be packed if he had people to play with. Like he had 41 goals in his uh, rocket year and 16 assists. He was basically. <laughs> getting unassisted <laughs> goals the whole year he's a 40 goal scorer th- on three occasions like i just i don't i don't know he i never, think you're gonna yeah. start seeing now as we start getting to like you said the guys that we used to watch is it's so much not so much harder to win a cup because every year a team wins a cup but back in the day you had guys like kevin Lowe who would win six cups like it wasn't really unheard of because you had these little pockets of dynasties let's say but now you don't every year it could be someone new so to win a cup now seems like it should be almost valued even more than it was back in say like the 80s 90s eras if that makes sense i think you're totally right like like even just this year you look at hosa and he's got his three cups which is like that's almost unheard of for people that are starting to enter the Hall of Fame yeah. in these past couple of years. And but if I'm sure if Kevin Lowe only had three cups, he wouldn't he probably wouldn't have gotten in. And that kind of just speaks to your point about how important it is nowadays to have a cup because one cup could arguably just get you in. Because yeah, yeah, again to what Keith said, Alfie has a cup. I'm pretty sure Alfie's in already. I believe so. It's definitely something interesting. So to bookend this conversation, do we think Rick Nash even has a shot? Because, and I'll, the last thing before I throw to you guys on this is we talked about Bo Meester last week and about how, unfortunately, his career might have just come to an end. And frankly, I had a huge amount of respect for Rick Nash and it almost compels or it almost like adds to his case that he didn't want to risk the rest of his life over these concussion symptoms yeah, to play a few more years because then it's just bringing more light to what is got to be the biggest uh, medical issue in basically professional sports. 
Um, yeah, I respect that decision a lot. So, and while it was a pity to, you know, never see him play of again, course. Rick Nash, how do you do after he dangled through like five Coyotes for that nuts goal? But yeah, like it, it just adds another layer and one that even compelled you know, like Aaron and almost pushed Steve last week to to getting voting, sorry, Bomi stirring. So, like, what what do we think for Rick Nash, guys? Keith. Rick Nash to me, he's another one of those guys very similar to a Ginla in play style, except I think his numbers and his overall success, both individually and as a team, are really hampered by some of the awful Columbus teams he was on. So, it's a really hard call. I think he gets in eventually down the line of ways. I don't think he gets many votes on his first go around. Aaron? It's the same thing for me as when we're talking about uh, Zetterberg. It's like, it's it's possible. It's not a, a guarantee. But I think for him to get in, it would have to be on one of the weaker years where there isn't like a surefire, like an Iggy. Like I even say like the Sedins are more likely to get in uh, than him in any sense of the day. But yeah, just wait for a weaker Hall of Fame induction and then anything's possible. Um, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would see it. That year, it would be Alfie McGillney and Rick Nash, all of them. And Paul? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say the same thing. Maybe eventually down the line, but not the first couple of years. Yeah. And not first ballot. No. No, certainly not. Well, that's, I think, is a nice time to end our conversation on this. Obviously, we'll uh, have to keep tabs on who's coming up the year after. I think the Sidians are going to get in, no doubt, first ballot, but it'll be definitely be fun to watch, but it'll be more fun to watch teams throw their play-in series to get Lafreniere. But we are going to move on to our next segment, which, oh, my God, did you guess it? Yeah, it's new because we don't recycle. Well, we do recycle, but we don't recycle. Segments. Our trivia is kind of recycled. Hey, hey, watch it. That's why Keith's um, new co-host. Yeah, <laughs> but we are going to be predicting Stanley Cup champions for the next ten years. Yeah, so this segment is pretty self-explanatory. We're just going to pick Stanley Cup champs. Uh, it's in part inspired uh, because of the lottery draft. Obviously, that just happened, and you know, with the draft, you see into the future or some. Well, not with the first overall pick, we can't, but. That's actually quite funny, Paul. Thanks. You're welcome. To the no laugh. So, <laughs> I know I've asked this maybe 3,000 times, but we'll start with who wins in 2020, guys. It's very exciting. So I have a little, a little document. We'll record all of our things and see who we think is going to be most successful over the next decade. So you know what, Keith? Who do you think is going to win this year? This year? Oh, see, that one's tough for me because do I go with who I put a ton of my money on in uh, <laughs> Chicago or do I go with the <laughs> um, No, but in all seriousness, I really like Pittsburgh this year. I don't know. I feel like Crosby's just going to continue on rounding out his personal and team accolades. So I'm going to go with my gut and say Pittsburgh. That's a good pick. You may, speaking of Crosby, I – I mean, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer one day, but definitely not first ballot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> GG. Aaron? Well, I mean, it's the same thing. Do I go with my personal game? Like, if we're just going, I'll just go back to what I said in the other podcast when we talked about it. I, I just believe it's going to be a Columbus, Colorado final. Not Columbus. Carolina. Carolina, Colorado say. final with, uh, I think I said Carolina winning it. Yeah, this one was supposed to be a gimme, 
because you know we've talked about this about 200 times so paul are you sticking with boston can i can i recycle my oh i don't know man yeah yeah keep on oh sorry <laughs> sorry well let's read so paul who are you gonna pick oh i don't know man <laughs> uh you know i'll just stick with boston just because i've said it a couple times i'm pretty sure that go back are on almost the exact words that you said the second time i asked yeah um consistency i'm going with nobody <laughs> wow okay thanks for ruining the game yeah. i think the season is going to get canceled sorry i hey I wanted us to be unbiased and truthful, and I genuinely don't think there's going to be a season this year. I don't think that was an option in the yeah, question. That's not a cup winner. You can't win the cup if there's no winner, Mac. Come on. No, I'm saying nobody wins the cup. That's a eloquent sentence, in my Ew. opinion. Fine. You guys are annoying. Paul, we're doing it in our spinoff, except there <laughs> has to be answers. <laughs> yeah. Logic. Man, I could just mute Aaron, and this podcast would go way smoother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go with Vegas. Why not? Yeah, I like your other decision better. Okay, well, I get chastised for going with nobody. Yeah, screw it. Then I get okay. Well, you know what, Aaron? I'm gonna throw to you because I figure you have no idea who you're picking. So, 2021, who do you want to go with? Ooh, that's tough. I mean, that's you could just so say Carolina tough. ten times. I mean, I could, but I don't believe it's gonna be Carolina ten times because I'm realistic. Uh, I feel like. I know this is going to be really weird, but I feel like it's just going to be Nashville. Ew. That is really weird. <laughs> I don't know. They got, they got really <laughs> stupid lucky a couple of years ago being like the second wild card seed and being into the finals. Like, they have the I mean, peak. they were quite good. They were very you know, good. But you they know got... who was lucky? Edmonton, when they got to the cup final. See? The one time they made the playoffs in a 20-year stretch, yeah. See, now you're pushing it. <laughs> Keith? I think it's going to be Tampa. I don't think they get out of this era with Stamkos at Kucherov and Hedman without a cup. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Paul? Yeah, I was debating between Tampa and this team. I think I'm going to go Tampa and then pick this other team later. I'll go Tampa. All righty. And uh, I think it's going to be Colorado. Wow. I think they're going to have a five-year run. No, I'm kidding. Boo. And I'll actually double down and say Colorado wins next year as well. Or back the year to after. Back? Yep. Wow. Mini Dynasty? You haven't. I still got nine more years to pick them. Or eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. Uh, Twenty two. And let's try and let's try and give our reasoning a little bit so that yeah. it does so for the record, I'll give you guys a bit of time to to, to thank Colorado because they've got that incredible base of players right now. McKinnon, Rantanen, Lannis Gog, most of them are on long-term contracts. If McKinnon is true to his word, then he's not going to actually sign for something outrageous when he's up. Uh, on the back end, they already have Makar, Samuel Girard. They got Bowen Byram and Shane Bowers coming up. They are built to win now, and they're built to dominate later. So I'm sure that'll be reflected in probably a lot of ours, but I specifically think they're closer to it than, than they are far. So, Paul. So now I'm struggling between that and the team I was thinking before. Who was the team you were thinking before? I'm thinking the Flyers have a shot in the next couple of years. Oh. I okay. think because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. give Carter Hart. That's why I didn't want to pick him for the year before. I want to give him another couple seasons to get a little better. But 
I don't know if the cor- – uh, I'll go Flyers. Paul going with the Flyers. Not like Claude Giroux's favorite player. All right, Snarky Aaron, who are you picking? Edmonton. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to go Tampa this year. Edmonton. <laughs> that was so funny. Tampa. You know, I don't even think we have to explain Tampa. I no, still think don't. they're the most dominant team in the yeah. league. I just feel like they needed not like a couple more young guys to come up to fill out that bottom half of the roster, and then then they'll be all right. Need to make one or two major moves, like Tyler Johnson or Pilat or somebody out. Yeah, That's absolutely. And Sergachev is going to get better. Unless and... he gets offer sheeted by Montreal, bro. Wow. Keith? I'm going to throw a bone to my co-host and say it'll be the Leafs' year. They've got wow. too much talent to know I can't. Whoa. Known Ottawa fan and Leafs hater. In fact, yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Hey, Keith, what are you going to think is going the next year? We're in 2023 now. Yes. Well, I want to pick Colorado for one of these years, but we've already uh, covered them pretty thoroughly. So I'm going to go with Calgary. They've got a nice young group of forwards, and if they can get their goaltending more solidified, I think they've got a real shot. Very interesting. I, I actually don't think that's all that bad of a pick. Well, I mean, obviously, it can't be a terrible pick. Um, well, guys, I'm not memeing. I'm going Colorado again. Ugh. I really, and this isn't like to make it easier on me, I really am so impressed with what they've built over there. I, I really think they're going to do it. They're going to go three in a row. To be fair, I don't think I'll be picking them much beyond this. I think that'll be kind of their main window. Um, but I think Colorado's going to just maul teams for a little bit. Aaron? Who are you going with in 2023? I'm going Edmonton. Hey. I do because I feel like they have a good couple pieces coming up now. I didn't pick them now because they have McDavid, Drysdale, but they don't have the depth. I feel like they they have a couple prospects in the pool right now up for the back end that will round out the bottom and maybe the mid, and then the bottom half of the roster will come in with a couple free agents or maybe some other guys they'll pick in between then and now. No, I, I think you're right. I think Broberg will be someone to count on for about 2023. Yamamoto yeah. is definitely going to be a top six Bouchard, guy by then. Bouchard, Benson, yeah. all Bear. those other guys. Bear will develop into something. Well, Bear's already kind of almost yeah. top four. He's but he hasn't, he hasn't taken all the minutes yet. Yeah. So, like, I no. feel like that'll be their year. We make fun of you, but that, that's, a, that's a fair pick. And, Paul, let's finish us off for 2023. Uh, I'm going to go Colorado as well. That's what I like to hear. I think... Uh, the only reason I didn't pick them sooner is once you have like Makar being obvious, like developed a little more, he's going to be elite, like number one guy. Then you're going to have Bowen Byram coming up. I think they solved their goaltending issue within that couple of years. That's why I'm picking them now. Fair point. And let's double back to Paul for 2024. And go on Leafs. <laughs> uh... I think that gives them enough time to figure their crap out in the playoffs. Uh, your young core has, you know, matured a little bit, hopefully learned some very valuable lessons if they haven't already. Um, but like he said, there's going to be a time where they're going to be too skilled to not win, which they probably won't ever win, but I like to be somewhat optimistic. So I'm going Leafs. I'm going to jump in here because I had already decided I was going with Leafs as well. Um, for the main reason that I'm pretty sure Bergeron should be retired by then. And Marshawn will be too old. To I'll really have Jack Eichel by huge... then, so. Oh, you're right. Well, maybe I won't pick this. <laughs> but no, I, I will stick with them. 
Uh, <laughs> it could could be interesting, but uh, Aaron, who do you, you want to go with? This is tough. It's, it really is because like now you're just projecting. Yeah. Um, so like for the record, I'm gonna be like I'll play it I'll play it up a little, but in the later years, I'm gonna be picking LA 1,000. percent They have probably the best at uh, Ottawa farm system. Yeah, Ottawa and LA are gonna feature prominently for yeah. me uh, in a in a couple of years uh, in this exercise. So for the, yeah, it, we're just projecting. We're, um, we're basically banking on players that have, haven't even made the NHL yet. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's so tough. I feel like for me, if I'm banking, we're in 2023. Four. 2020. Oh God. Um, yeah. I'm just going to throw it over to the ducks. The ducks. Yeah. I know it doesn't seem ideal, but they're going to get off Gatslav's contract. By then, they'll be off Kessler and all these big names that they have or retain salaries to, Corey Perry and whatnot, but they'll have a lot of money to spend in free agency. They're going to be tanking for these past couple of years. Those guys will develop. The West won't be as deep by then. It won't be as uh, dominant now. I feel like the East will take over a bit with the Atlantic being just a tougher division and Metro's already insane, but it's just, I feel like that's going to, the Pacific's just not going to be as challenging again in a couple of years. There's going to be another team like San Jose or Arizona still struggling. Uh, I feel like Vancouver's going to regress somehow. I don't know why, but I do. I don't think Vegas can keep this up forever because they're, it's just a mirror. I just, I, I don't know why. I just think the Ducks could come out of the Pacific very easily and then just win it. Interesting. Very interesting. Keith? Well, I'm going to continue on the Canadian run I've got going and saying 2024 is the year Ottawa finally gets its crap together. And Ottawa the makes upsetting it Colorado and continuing to make sure Nathan McKinnon is a perennially under accoladed player. <laughs> <laughs> so you think they get their gear in by 2024? Basically, I'm going to be picking Ottawa the year I think Melnick finally sells the team. Oh, yeah, no, that was included in mine. I didn't mention that. So, yeah, maybe maybe they won't make my list. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'll start off 2025 and actually take a little bit of a shot at Aaron, and I think Vancouver is going to win in here. So I'm going to slot them in in 2025 and also start to create a bit of a Canadian streak because they're – I love what they got down there. Quinn Hughes – uh, Demko, obviously Pedersen and Besser, and who they could have potentially gotten in Lafreniere, but I like what they're building. They'll get a new GM who's probably better at signing people, and Jim Benningson is working in drafting. Aaron, I'll throw to you to to shoot back. <laughs> I'm not. I don't even need to shoot back. Like you're you're not wrong. It's just it's just a gut feeling. Like I know Vancouver's done well with their prospects. I know they have amazing prospects. I know their roster is very well rounded, but it's just a gut feeling that there may be a step back because right now it's a lot of reliance on one guy. You're totally but, right. And I'm just I'm just screwing around with you too. Much. No, that's fine. Uh 2025 we're in. Yep. I feel like I don't I don't I didn't choose Colorado, but I feel like that would be their year. All honesty, way down the road. I don't think they're going to three-peat. I feel like it's going to take a while for the young guys to come up and truly make an impact on the roster and be stable and impactful throughout the league, not only just the team. Uh, and then McKinnon will be uh, 
what their late twenties, maybe early thirties by then. That's like just in his or just past his prime. I feel I I don't know. I feel like that would be Colorado's year. Yep, sounds fair. Um, let's go with Paul. I'm gonna go with Vancouver as well. All right, now you guys are just uh, coughing and pasting each other, you know. Yeah, we do literally have all three of the same last. Really? Ones. Yeah, Colorado. I think Vancouver before you even got to it. Well, I think like they win one. I don't fishy. think they create a dynasty. They have really good pieces, but I think it's kind of like a one and done thing with them. I think that's totally correct. And Keith, round us off for 2025. I'll round off 2025, and I'll round off this uh, Canadian run I'm on with Edmonton, Connor McDavid, yeah. win the Con Smythe, and show zero emotion. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, wait. Quick over under. Uh, does he show more or less emotion than Jordan Bennington before Game Seven? Under. 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 I'm saying over. I would hope so. <laughs> All right, let's move into the second half of the decade. We can do this, guys. I am recording all the people that we picked too, so we'll see who has the five years of best success in this decade. Let's start with Aaron. Why not? I'm gonna go New York Islanders. Yeah. I feel like Barzal is just there. He's just he's he could be ju- just as dominant as the next. I feel like they have a good couple of young pieces that they've drafted. Again, that's just my perspective. I feel like it's not a huge destination, but uh, that free agents would want to go. But again, same thing. They have cap that they've allocated to guys like Andrew Ladd and um, other random players that'll just be up, and they'll be able to. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs every year. Uh, I feel like. They're going to get a couple of really good pieces in the draft and they're going to develop by then. And you'll still have your one, your number one center in Barzal. And I, I just feel like that's the Islanders year. I'll piggyback onto that. And I actually think it'll be the other New York team, the Rangers. Wow. No way, Paul. Yep. Oh, goddamn. All right. Do you want to explain <laughs> why we think it's going to be the Rangers? I think the way that they've done their rebuild has been phenomenal. And by that time, you know, hopefully Jesterkin is one of the best goalies in the league. You have guys on the back end like Adam Fox, who's going to, I think he's going to be a really good player. I don't know. I think they just, same thing. It's the same kind of feel with Vancouver. I think they're kind of a one and done thing, but maybe by that time, Panarin's kind of like the vet that might be able to lead them. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling they win within this period. I do too. So that's, this is starting to get uncanny. Let's see if we can nail the, nail the rest. I have my next one. So I hope it's not the same as you. I really hope it is because I also have mine. <laughs> Keith, who do you think's winning? All right, we're officially getting into hot takes here because 2025 is this 2025? Well, no, we're 2026 now. 2026 is the year that the New Jersey Devils take it home. PK Subban goes on a run and sets a record for most by <laughs> a defenseman in a playoff series and then retires. Wow! I love all New York. All right. So if you're 20. in New York, get excited in 2026. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah 2026 <laughs> is, a, is a metro year. All right, Keith, let's follow you up. Is New Jersey going back-to-back? Oh, they are not, let me assure you. In 2026, <laughs> no, that, that P.K. Subban <laughs> let me records. You. <laughs> 2027 is the year the Sharks finally break through. Wow, okay. Is Carlson there with no ankles? <laughs> he is there with like half an ankle at most. <laughs> very interesting. Aaron, because I am very intrigued by what Paul's picked. I am picking the Los Angeles Kings. Okay. I feel like uh, 
2026 again they they lose a lot of cap from Kopitar probably be, I think his I think his contract's done there and everybody will come up the system now we're just projecting prospects and yeah. hypotheticals on salary I think the Kings win it that year I think that's totally fair Paul I don't think we have the same one but I'm going Colorado Colorado eh? I think I think they won I picked them earlier I think they stay contenders throughout but then this is the year like you get that grizzled vet kind of feel with McKinnon and Landis Gog. And by that time, the prospects are, you know, in their prime. I think they make another run at it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but I think Aaron is more fair because I had actually already decided LA was going to win the uh, 2027 Cup. Because for all the reasons he said, they got all the great prospects. Um, they're going to be built well by then. And they'll have enough experience. So 2026, we're looking at New York and 2027, save for Colorado. Uh, we're predicting a California trip. 2028, guys, it's going to be the Seattle no-names. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a ballsy pick. Based off of their farm system, I really think they'll be able to project well for 2028. <laughs> and their cap, they have no cap hit. Yeah, man, they got so much room to spend. Uh, in all seriousness, I do actually think it'll be Seattle. I mean, we're just taking shots in the dark here, but uh, with Vegas's success, I think Seattle's going to have a bit harder of a time uh, getting out of the gates. But uh, th- I think they'll be easier in building up because people are going to hate them less than people hate Vegas for the fact that Vegas is extremely good. Um, and they'll build up enough to win in 2028. So, Paul, what do you think? Um, I don't know. These like We have three more years, right, technically? Yes. I think when in these three years, I think it's going to be LA Ottawa just kind of trading off each other. I don't know who goes first. Um, I'll say I'll go Ottawa first. All right. I'm not too enthused right there. Picks up their second cup. No, I think that like they're going to be a really good team down the line. Aaron, where do what do you want to go with here, buddy? I'm so sorry to all the Leafs fans out there, but I'm going Arizona. Because I feel like Matthews goes home when his contract's up. I hate you. I've hate every single one of your picks so far. Okay, Keith. I don't want to do a podcast s- with you. Keith, I'm skipping ahead of you for one sec. Next year I have the Leafs because I feel like Matthews is gonna stay and Martin <laughs> gonna stay. I, I swear to God, that is actually who I was picking for the next one. Yeah, I have Arizona twenty twenty six. Just because I feel like that's a big factor. Because he won't they won't win it the first year he goes. I feel, again, it's been rumored. It's so heavily rumored. I don't want it, it to happen. But it's it. like, you got to be realistic. It's a huge possibility. No, we're Leafs fans. We don't have to be realistic. You guys have got a good run of not being realistic. So, but yeah, I, but, but, I, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just got. I want to be realistic in this. I feel like Arizona wins it, and I think the Leafs the next year with Austin Matthews. So either he comes back in the offseason that year. Or, <laughs> all right, Keith, let's, let's hit the next two for you, 2028 and 29. In 28, it's McDavid's second cup, and this is also the beginning of his Tom Brady-esque 30s, where he's constantly being doubted about when his decline's coming, but he just keeps getting better somehow. I so 2028 that. is McDavid, and they will also be my 29 pick. Oh, my God. I love, I love that. Let's go. Our second back-to-back of the decade. Wow. Oh. Paul, you know, screw it. I'm going Leafs. Leafs. Just because. I think that's just out of spite. In a petty pick. Yeah. Yet their second cup. And notice how I haven't picked Edmonton to win a single cup. Actually, me neither. 
I know. I kind of like. I feel like they will, but I kind of just forgot about it until now. <laughs> I, I think. I think that David leaves. Oh, you come to Toronto? See, yeah, Arizona can have Matthews. We're having McDavid then, anyways. Nah, I'll tell you where I think he goes after. Um, let me have something, Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's winning twenty twenty nine. Sorry, um, twenty 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 nine. Um, ugh, that was a good laugh. I feel like that's Ottawa's year, twenty twenty nine. Ottawa picks up yet another Stanley Cup. Look at that. Five unprint. <laughs> Keith, who wins in our final year, 2030? This is, yeah, I don't have justification for this one. It's just a homer pick. Let's go, Ottawa. That's fair. <laughs> oh? <sighs> See, I did say Ottawa and LA were going to trade off, so I feel like LA, but. I mean, you haven't I picked also- LA yet. I know, but I also feel like Edmonton, I got to pick at least one so edmonton here yeah let's go edmonton then la can have the next one i mean we're not doing another one i know but (laughs) just so it's on the record aaron i was gonna go edmonton for the next two just like uh keith had said like i feel like mcdavid's gonna go into like his jordan-esque 30s and just dominate and just prove everybody wrong go back to back but we're only doing one so edmonton and for me to end the segment the Connor McDavid led Ottawa Senators oh. alongside Brady Kachuk, Marco Rossi, oh my God. Thomas Shabbat win the 2030 Stanley Cup because Melnick left, McDavid hit free agency, and Ottawa said, hey, look at us. Wow. I personally love it, Mac. Good job. Thank you. This so, has been a roller coaster. You can't tell. I, I mean, puked everywhere. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this segment started off kind of like, oh, this is okay. And then it started to get crazy. This was fun. But in the end... Let's never hear that last sentence again. The Ottawa-led... Or the McDavid-led... The Ottawa-led Connor McDavid's. (laughs) (laughs) In the end, two teams had the most Stanley Cups. The Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. Both won six Stanley Cups in our exercise here. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators both won five. Tampa Bay won three. And then LA, Vancouver, and the Rangers won two. And then there's a whole whack of teams at one. None of them are the Florida Panthers. I just wanted to say that. Or the Montreal Canadiens. No biases here, folks. None at all. But that was fun. You know what? Maybe I have this journal in 2023 and... Or 2030. and. You know, I'm looking on the screen as the red and white senators with Connor McDavid passing the cup to Brady Kachuk, and I'm like, wow, look at that. All right. I'm a bleeping genius. All right. And let's get on to our final segment, staple of the podcast, the one that really anyone actually cares about, even myself. I just skipped to it when I re-listen, the trivia. This week... We got Paul as our trivia master. He's piggybacking off of me, piggybacking off of Puck Soup. So, yeah, take it away, Paul. All right. So, last week, we did a very fun trivia. So, I said, why not recycle it? But with a little bit of a twist. So, instead of guessing the player who played over a 1,000 games, you are going to be guessing this Hall of Famer. So, it's the same style, 
you can ask me 20 questions, yes or no, and you will have, let's say, two guesses and one at the end because it might be a little harder since all these guys are retired, obviously. Is there, like, a time frame for, like, when they were inducted? Or is it just, like... It's... There's no time frame, but I picked guys that, like... We would know. ...are known, yeah. Already. So, yeah. Where do we want to start with here? Because when you guys did the active one, the... You guys started with, like, what team, but, I mean, like, sorry, Paul, you have their hockey reference page up? Is that the yeah, jail again? Yeah, I have, well, hockey yeah. DB. Okay. This time, but, yes. I don't know. Do you want to start with whether they retired before or after 2000? Or, mm-hmm. like, 2005? Yeah. Keith, you good with that? Good with that. All right, Paul. Did they retire before 2005? Yes. Okay. okay. Don't know if hockey DB has that, but I should be able to figure it out. They retired... After 2005, should we... No, 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 wait. Before. Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, sorry, before. So then we should ask when they were inducted would be another question, like a time frame to cut stuff out. Like, were they uh, were they inducted 2007, maybe? Because that would cut it. You guys get with that? Like, ask if they were inducted 2007 or after. Yeah, this Paul, is all you. Paul, were they inducted into the Hall of Fame in the year 2007 until present? Sorry, what was the question? Okay. This is going to be a lot more difficult because HockeyDB doesn't have all this information, so I kind of have were, to do... Were they inducted into the Hall of Fame from right. any time between 2007 till now? No. So it was before 2007. Okay. I feel like we're still working with an incomplete time frame, so I think we should ask if they were retired before 2000 even. Or we could just ask if they were inducted in the 90s or the 2000s. That might narrow it down a lot quicker. True. Because I just took off... A good amount of years but i didn't think about if it. i can give you a suggestion because a lot of these are all over the place i would ask something like did they play within this certain decade or something they play in the 90s no did they play in the 80s no that's five questions uh that's four yeah four. i don't have a pen and paper so okay i'll count oh, on you, my fingers you came prepared on my fingies um, yes <laughs> wow Deja vu. <laughs> so, is Arizona in the Pacific Division? <laughs> <laughs> um, Tune into last week's episode. Uh, I think we should ask about uh, like a team that they played for. Like, well, did they asked. mostly play on predominantly? One? Yeah, predominantly. Thank you. Paul. Right, sorry, I'm going to ask one. Are they Canadian? Yes. Okay, doesn't really help because there's a lot of Canadians, but I just want to make sure. The Hall of Fame is like 90% Canadian. Yeah. So I think if we ask like. Did they predominantly play on one team in the East or something? We can figure out whether it's Gordian Howe or not. <laughs> Any uh, objections to something like that? Go ahead. Sounds good. All right, Paul. That question. Do they play predominantly in the East? Well, one team on the East. Like, is there one team that yes. they play? For? Yes. Okay. So they are well known for playing on a particular team in the East. Uh, is it a forward or a def- or I can't ask that. Is he a defenseman? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, is the team he's known for Boston? Yes. Guys? Is it Bobby know? Orr? Yeah. It is good old Bobby Orr. Yay! Wow. All right, I'm really going to have to be on my toes for this one. It's a little little more difficult than I thought. I know that's like a turn of phrase, but I imagine you like in front of your laptop, like doing like the, uh, what's it, what's that dance called? With like when you're on your toes? Um, yep, toe in, in my Jordan. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're doing at, but... <laughs> toe, tiptoe? No. Keep me on my toes? No, no, there's like a there's like a type of dance, like it's like a ballet type of dance where you, 
like basically do the whole thing on like the top of your toes or the tip of your toes and it's actually Hello. nuts and the next player yeah <laughs> moving on <laughs> yeah that's fair all right um should we do the same questions except before 2000 because yeah well, right. we can just start off with uh was this player inducted to the hall of fame before or sorry before the year 2000 before the year 2000 no okay so after, we have th- after we have 2000 years to work with that okay. we would know of um so should we ask if they played in the 2010s because remember there's been 10 years of inductions so it'll narrow that i would say 2010s and then we ask nationality yeah all right paul did they play in the 2010s no they did not okay uh are they canadian no no which actually should help you because like i said there's like 90 yeah, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> um all right so who who are we thinking about here i'm thinking oh did yeah, I, I was thinking someone maybe like Mike Medano. Yeah, uh, we should. Do, I think we should get position first. Right. Is is this player a defenseman? Yes, defenseman. Lovely. Oh, an American defenseman. No, it wasn't American. Oh, right, it could be Russian. It's just non-Canadian. Uh, um, man, I don't know. Are they? Should we go for the team thing again? Yeah. Are they well known? Or yeah, are they known for playing predominantly for one team that was in the East? Yes. Was that team the Toronto Maple Leafs? No. I just had to, I wanted to make sure. For who? What defenseman did we ever have? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Lidstrom played in the 2010s, so it can't be him. Um, Chelios? No. He's American. What about uh, Brian Leach? Ooh. Mm. Should like we ask... That. Should we ask the division of that team? Oh, man, I, I feel like Steve last week. <laughs> um, uh, we got ask if they won a cup. Ooh, yes. Did oh. this player win a cup? Um, no. Okay, so no Lidstrom. No Lidstrom, no Helios. Ch- I don't think Leach did. Uh, He's the one I'm stuck on. I mean, we have three uh, guesses. Like two and then one at the end. Wait, no. Yeah, Leach is American. Um, yeah. Wait, do we have two guesses collectively? I yes, think, yes, yes. We're all together. I think Leach did win a cup. But with who? The Rangers. I don't th- was he playing back in 94? I believe so. Well, let me double check now because you guys are making me nervous. The Quizmaster prepared. I'm not built for this. It's <laughs> your question. Yeah, Paul. See, it wasn't easy last week. Arizona <laughs> is so mysterious. Uh, so we should recap what we currently know. So we played primarily in the East, defenseman, non-Canadian, non-Canadian. Specifically, has not won the East specifically as well. Has not okay, so he has won a cup on Hockey DB. It's not under awards for some reason. I want to ask if he won a cup with the team he's known for playing for. You know? Yeah, I did know we, what you mean. Did we determine he was inducted after 2000? I'm stuck on Brian Leach now too. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and make that an official guess. Go for it. It is Brian Leach, yes. Yay! For some reason, Hockey DB under awards doesn't have... I I wasn't confident that he won a cup, but I was like, it doesn't... Oh my god, I'm so stupid. It says Conn Smythe Trophy. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, obviously... He won the Conn Smythe that year? Yeah, apparently, yeah. Wow. 93-94. Why wouldn't they... Okay, still. Anyways. Yes, it was Brian Leach. Good job. Way to go. Good job, Keith. Attaboy. All right. All right. Next one. This one's a little bit more difficult. 
Sergey Gonchar. Not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> next year, next year. McGilney. Um, are they, were they inducted after 2000? No. Darn it. Well, is this player a forward? He is. Is this player Canadian? He is. Well, well, that's all the stuff that would make what would have made it easier. <laughs> is he known for playing for one team in the East? Yes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. Uh, yeah. I I keep wanting to give you like hints, but I can't. Was that team the Canadians? No. I think that was a great ask because they have like a yeah. billion, so we can just kind of eliminate them now. Um. Well, I mean, let's think. Like Florida wouldn't have any. I don't think really Tampa. Tampa wouldn't because it's not after 2000. Could be Gordy Howe, couldn't it? Yeah, so I'm thinking it's probably got to be on Detroit or Boston. I mean, maybe the Leafs, but probably not, let's be honest. And I guess there are other teams in there, but yeah. Or I guess it could be Philly. We haven't, should we should, we should ask which team they're known for playing for, like whether it's in Atlantic or Metro. All right, Paul, is the team they're known for playing for in the Metro? Yes. Oh. So it's not Gordy Howe, because I was also thinking maybe Esposito or something like that. So. Who's good in the Metro? Who was good? The Islanders? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh, it could be Lemieux. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Lemieux was inducted after 2000, though, because he came back. I don't think he was. I don't think so. Really? No, because he retired and then came back, but I don't think. I mean, we have three guesses. If you want to toss a dart, we can go for it. But Paul also Uh, said this would be harder, and I don't feel like Lemieux is hard. uh, Yeah, let's keep guessing. How How many clues are we at yet? Or questions? We're only at five so we hold got on i want to i want to take a shot in the dark here Not did this positive. guy did this guy ever score over 35 goals in a year or like multiple years sorry um that's hard to say yes or no what multiple is more, more than, okay okay more than th- two or three is over 35 yeah multi- over two or three times yes okay who are you thinking with that question aaron like bossy Ooh, yeah so i was thinking bossy potentially trottier um what about um that flyers guy bobby clark yeah clark is also an option um i think we should ask if they've won a cup good do it oh actually no 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 let's ask if they've won more than one or well no because then the islanders won those multiple cups so like bobby clark won two how many the islanders won three i think four and then how many did pittsburgh win in that era two Two. okay so we could go more than two because that would if it's yeah. more than two, then it's an Islander. If it's less than two, then it's probably not an Islander. Yeah, sure. All right. Do they have more than two Stanley Cups, Paul? No. Okay, so we can eliminate basically Trotje. So I think we're narrowing in on kind of like Bobby Clark, Bobby Clark. How about Bobby Clark? I think we should. I think we should guess Bobby Clark. I really think that's what you're leaning towards. Yeah. Okay, Paul. Let's submit Bobby Clark. It is not Bobby Clark. Well, I'm all out of guesses. So you still have another guess plus the one at the end. So you still got some okay, wait, let's, time there. So Metro teams. Sorry, what were you going to say, Keith? I think we should get to decade. We haven't shored that up yet, have we? Okay, was this, I'm just going to ask, was this, I'll, I'll narrow it down to like a 20-year span. Was this person inducted to the Hall of Fame before the 1980s? Before the 1980s. No. So 1980 to 2000. But that could mean that they played in the 70s. That's also true. But, okay. Huh. Okay, so the... So a Canadian forward who played on a team, or was most known for playing on a team in the Metro Division, 
who was inducted between the 80s and 2000. Yes. And apparently has scored. Is it Bobby Clark? I don't know, man. I'm stumped. All right. So New Jersey doesn't really have anyone. Yeah, I would maybe narrow down. Team is definitely, I think, going to help a little bit. Well, I'm I mean, still stuck on bossy. Okay. okay. So we still have the Islanders potentially because I, I don't think we can ever fully rule them out. We have Pittsburgh, maybe still Philly. Those were kind of dominant ones. Um, you have New Jersey, who was dominant in the 90s. Carolina is a non-entity at that time. You have Washington, who was around, but I don't really think anyone played for them that would have been all that notable, except for maybe, like, I don't know, was Dale Hunter? Uh, anyway. Um, and who else? Who am I missing? I'm, I feel like I'm missing someone. Oh, Columbus, but yeah. Okay. Uh, is the team they're known for in the New York metro area? So that's the Islanders, Rangers, and Devils. Yes. I really think it's one of the Islanders, guys. Is it? Are they known for playing on the Islanders? No. God damn it. Where the Rangers got in that era? Did they have an Esposito? I didn't think they did. I think it was Phil. Like, I think they had Phil. Yeah, but he's more known for playing with Boston. True. And Chicago, too. Yeah. Like, this one's really stumping you guys. So it's not the Islanders. So it's either the Devils. Did the Devils have anyone? Are we forgetting no. someone on the Devils? Should we just no, no. make sure of that and ask? Just, yeah, we can narrow we can narrow it down to one New York team. So, all right, Paul, did they play for the Devils? Nope. So it's the Rangers. Hmm. Now, the only guy that I could think of is that. Remember that like very first episode, Aaron, where we did the franchise leading scores and the, yeah, 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 the yeah, guy yeah, was like yeah, yeah. Rod Gilbert. Yeah, that's the I swear the only Ranger I can think of. Um, like Messi is known for being a Edmonton Oiler. Damn straight. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm just going to toss their second guess in, if you guys don't mind. I'll go Do with it. their franchise leading scorer, Rod Gilbert, Paul. You got a good memory on you, Mac. That is oh, it is. Wow. God. Wow, wow, wow. So he was inducted in 82, and he won zero cups, with, and he played his whole career with the New York Rangers in the NHL. I wouldn't have gotten that. Nope. Good memory. That's why I picked it, because – it was one of those obscure ones on that first episode we did. We were like, who? So, yeah, there you go. And that was two and a half weeks or two and a half months ago. Wow. Yeah, and we still fun. remember it. <laughs> All right. Hit us with another, Paul. All right. Well, I got him. He's, he's <laughs> All right. Awesome. Did All he right. retire before 2000? Uh, did he retire before 2000? Yeah. yeah. I'd say retire. Um, no. Were they inducted to the hall uh, in the 2010s? In the 2010s? Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Is it a forward? Yes. Is he Canadian? or No, because no, 2010s there was women too, right? That's when they started. I'm going to be honest. I didn't put I figured any women in because right? it's hard to gauge like where they played and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, unfortunately, okay so I wanted NH- to add a couple, but yeah. Okay, so NHL Hall of Famers. Uh, did this... Did he is he Canadian? Yes. Okay. So Canadian retired before two thousand, inducted in the twenty tens. So it's probably like it's not a first ballot. No. We have to wait a bit. Um should we wait, go? Re- wait, they did retire before the two thousands? Yes, they did. Yeah. Does this player have a cup? Yes, he does. Hmm. Should we try and see if they have a team that they played for a lot? Yeah. Sure, yeah. That's the way. All right. I, f- I, have, I feel like our luck of 
getting it that it's a team in the East is going to run out. So I'm just going to say, is they <laughs> are they known for playing for a team, like a specific team? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Is that team in the East? No. So it's a Western team that counted as two. Hmm. So a Canadian forward known for playing in the West that played or retired before the 2000s, but was or inducted in the, sorry, but no, was inducted in the 2010s. The one that's sticking out to me is Paul Correa. Did he retire before 2000? I don't. No. I think he was playing in the 2000s, and he was inducted within the last five years. Was he? Yeah, I think he was like back in like 2017, 2016. Yeah, your question, like to clarify, was did he put? No, what was it? Did he retire before 2010? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he did. Yeah. Okay, just clarifying. And they were known for playing. Oh no! Wait, I said two thousand. Did he retire before two thousand? Is what I said. Did he retire? So no. No, he did not retire before two thousand. I should really have a pen and paper, but I don't want to go inside. And he's known for playing for a team in the West. Yes. Oh, what about um? And he has a cup. Yes. How much do you boys trust me? I don't. But go for it. <laughs> With all my heart. Is he currently a GM? Yes. I was thinking Joe the same Sackick? thing. It's Joe Sackick. It is Joe Sackick. I trust you. Yeah, there it is. I was going to say, whenever Keith says, do you trust me, you should. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. I think we got time for one more. Let's do that. All right. Let me, uh, let me pick one because I have a couple open here. Uh, not you. Tell us who you're not picking. Not Cheevers. Not Gretzky. Why? Because why would I pick Gretzky? Take a, um, Ooh, okay. I narrowed it down to three. Very riveting. I got one. All right. Do you guys trust me? <laughs> no. Okay. Not the slightest. Paul? Yes. Is his nickname the Chikudami Cucumber? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I've narrowed it down. It's not Vesna. All right. Sorry for wasting the right. question. <laughs> Did they fun. retire after 2000? Yes. Were they inducted into the hall in the 2010s? Yes. Is this player a forward? Yes. Okay. Is this player Canadian? Canadian? No. Ooh, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Is this player Phil Kessel? Yo, I'm counting that. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, you have have five. You have five so far. So it's not Canadian. Uh, Should we just try nationalities? Mm, I would say just do East and West might be easier. All right, is he known for playing for a specific team in the West? No. Is he known for playing for a specific team in the East? Why would you ask that question? Because he might not be known known for any team. Playing the team, yeah. Okay, then yes. Gosh. So, East. Non Canadian. Oh. Are you being a boy right now? Is it Matt Sundin? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to. That's funny. (laughs) So, yeah. I go. thought I was leaning Sergey Fedorov potentially, but I narrowed it down. It was going to be either Sundin or Pavel Bure, but I went with Sundin just because. Is your Leafs fan? Yep. Folks, that is our episode. Colorado will win three cups in a row at some <laughs> point in the next decade. Uh, the Leafs are going to win the lottery draft. McGillney will never be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Paul will never be co-host. Aaron will still suck at golf, and Keith is still handsome. Does anyone want to add anything more? See you Tuesday, buddy. See you Tuesday at the golf course. But we will be social distancing, to be clear. Yes. (laughs)
<laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we've got. I hope you guys enjoyed. Catch our episodes on Monday, unless we have technical issues, in, in which case, catch them on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my co-host, Keith, specifically, my co-host, Keith, would like to bid you guys a warm farewell. Okay. Bye, guys. Be sure to check us out at getofftheice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getofftheice.com.